Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Sure good to see you this morning. Yeah, it's good to be seen. I love it. I love it. I know... uh, it's a beautiful day outside. It really is. It uh, really it's, is. It's fantastic as we pull in to the the complex <laughs> here on Livingston Avenue and as we're pulling up to the office and one of the sisters, because there's a lady study here yeah, at our facility lady, today, ladies Bible class today. And one of the sisters, it's just so beautiful. She had decided to come early and is sitting out on the grass studying the Bible. It's just, just, it's just too beautiful a day. It's yeah, she's like, I had to get here early and just study the Bible. I was like, well, that's awesome. We're going to go into this musty, dusty studio and talk about the Bible. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> kind of, I wish we could move this outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is it is wonderful to be here in the, in the beautiful Tampa area, and particularly this time of year. Oh, man. Wow. Just another day in paradise right it now. is it is ask me again in august yeah <laughs> but i i tell you uh, uh it's a beautiful day outside and our, and our hearts are, are blessed to know the freedoms that we know and uh, the joy and of uh, being christians being here in this place but as we are reading this psalm today it's it's some heavy things yes so this morning i'll be reading from the new king james version psalm 79 a psalm of asaph O God, the nations have come into your inheritance, your holy temple they have defiled. They have laid Jerusalem in heaps. The dead bodies of your servants they have given as food for the birds of the heavens, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. Their blood they have shed like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to those who are around us. How long, Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, do not remember former iniquities against us. Let your tender mercies come speedily to meet us, for we have been brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation. For the glory of your name, and deliver us, and provide atonement for our sins, for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Let there be known among the nations in our sight the avenging of the blood of your servants which has been shed. Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you, according to the greatness of your power. Preserve those who are appointed to die, and return to our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach with which they have reproached you, O Lord. So we, your people, and sheep of your pasture, will give thanks forever. We'll show forth your praise to all generations. We have recognized a a cycle, a step, a process between these psalms. We saw that in Psalm 78, as God is shepherding his people, he's gotten them from Moses and Aaron to David. And when he's gotten us to David, there's Judah and Mount Zion and the temple. But now we've come into Psalm 79 and Jerusalem, Mount Zion is laid waste and desolate. The servants have been killed. And I I think that's interesting because, again, the part of me that wants to have a little bit of angst takes a look at verse 2, the flesh of your faithful to the beasts of the earth. Well, except for the fact that it wasn't because they had been faithful that this had happened. 
But a couple of things on this. First of all, what we pointed out yesterday, notice it's not just the, the, the faithful. We've been faithful to you and this happened. That's not one of those. I mean, there are Psalms where the person says, I'm innocent. Right. You know, not that I'm completely innocent, but this thing I'm dealing with right now, I'm innocent of, of what I'm being accused sure. of. So there are places for that in the Psalms. But but the idea here is not to focus on we are we were faithful. Why did this happen? No, it's your faithful. And and I liked the way the New King James said it there in verse two. Read read that again in verse two. Yeah. So verse two said, "The dead bodies of your servants they have given as food for the birds of the heavens, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth." Yeah. So the flesh of your saints. You know, when we when we give it when we recognize that potential translation of your saints, it's not even necessarily a statement of how good they were yeah. <laughs> at being his people, but it's your people. It's the people you've sanctified. It's the people that you have set apart. Again, it's all about you, God. This They've done this to you. It's not that they did this to us who were such amazing people. It's that they did this to you through us. And there is a lot of acknowledgement and even repentance of oh, their yeah. sins, I, particularly in verse 8. Do not remember the former iniquities against mm-hmm. us. Let your tender mercies come speedily to meet us, for we have been brought very low. Yes. Our iniquities, this judgment, yeah. and, and now they're begging for... For mercy. And in verse 9, atone for our sins. Yes, atonement for the sins. That's right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm Probably we'll see this in some of the translations we're going to read later in the week. But that former iniquities has the flavor, I understand, of not just my personal old iniquities. You know, the, my iniquities from when I was but a youth. Mm-hmm. but former iniquities of the nation. In other words, right. the iniquities of the former generations even. Okay. So at that verse, some might say, well, but the psalmist is saying, it wasn't me, it was my daddy. However, when he gets to verse 9, it is atoned for our sins. Yeah. So there's the fact that our fathers sinned and brought this, and we have sinned. And and we're not we're not asking you, God. Hey, could you go ahead and bring us back home now? Because we've been so much better than they were. Yeah. It's it. We we need atonement as much as they needed atonement. And I think it's good for that acknowledgement when you we talked about this a little bit yesterday. When when you are reading Chronicles, when you are reading Kings, you appreciate just how generational the issue was. That it was prophet after prophet after prophet that the God sent them mm-hmm. to beg them to respond and repent. And they just mistreated those prophets all along. Well, again, God so- w- God was slow to anger. Oh, straight up. And we see this devastation, and the psalmist recounts it, and you think about your loved ones being out in the field and the animals eating them, and I mean, that's awful. That's awful. But let us not think that God was quick to judge or God was arbitrary, anything like that. He was absolutely faithful in his covenant. They were the ones who were the covenant breakers. Two things in what you said there. Again, remember the connection between Psalm 78 and 79. What was 78 all about? 78 was about passing the teaching on from generation to generation so that this new generation wouldn't act like the old generation. You know, hey, we need to teach them so they won't forget God and his works. And then five Mm -hmm. verses later, what did they do? They forgot God and his works, yeah, and, that's, yeah. and that happened generation after generation after generation. Yeah. You know, you'd have a good generation that would rise up, but then the next generation would forget all the things that they said. Mm-hmm. In Ezekiel 18, we've got a really interesting look at that. It doesn't talk about it in the idea of nations, but people. You know, if a father right. is righteous and, and does what God says and keeps the Sabbath and doesn't commit adultery and goes through there, you know, I, well, I'm not going to punish him, but if his son looks at what he did and decides, no, I'm going to do all of those things. 
well, then I'm not going to protect the son because the father was holy. But then if his son decides, oh, I've seen the sins of my father, I'm not going to sin like that. And he turns around and repents and does what is mm-hmm. right. He said, well, I'm not going to punish him because the of the sins what his of the father. father. Yeah. <clears throat> we have that back and forth. That just happens. And it happened again and again and again. But here in this psalm, again, pointing out that even the psalmist, when he's asking how long, is not saying, hey, we're we're better now. We're, we're so good now. Yeah. You should let us go home. It's still, if you're going to let us go home, it's going to be because of atonement and forgiveness. The second thing, you brought up that, that, uh, that just p- drastic picture there in verse 2 about giving the the boats to the, the bodies to the air. Yeah, I, I just want to yeah. remind you, here's what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 26. When when God gives the law and says, look, if you don't keep the law, here are the things that are going to happen. I could read a half a chapter here, a half of a lengthy yes. chapter here. It, it might equal like three chapters in other books. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just going to read verse 26. And your dead body shall be food for all the birds of the air and for the beasts of the earth, and there shall be no one to frighten them away. Mm-hmm. And so there, there is a little bit of a subtle thing that even while he says in this verse, they've done this to your servants, to your faithful, the, the thing that he calls to mind actually reminds the reader of, yeah, God said that was going to happen when yeah. you weren't doing as well. Yeah, that's right. So there's a realization. you break faith with your covenant, yeah. Which actually also gets us back to, why would they turn to God and say, how long? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they know God's the one who's in control. Yeah. Why why had they gone through all this? Because God had allowed it. Mm -hmm. There's that recognition that it's not like there were some other gods out there that were stronger than Yahweh, and he just couldn't help it. And it wasn't that the other nations were stronger than Yahweh, and he just couldn't help it. He was in control. And that's what makes the how long question so important. It's because they know it is utterly determinate on how long Yahweh is going to allow this to happen. So even when the temple was in ruins, Yahweh was in control. Yes, and even when the walls are torn down, Yahweh's in control. And yeah. when people are hauled off captive, Yahweh's in control. And so all of this, this really comes down to a really powerful point about prayer that I try to bring up every once in a while just to remind us. It's been one of the keys that I learned that has helped me the most in prayer. I get it that prayer is a blessing because it allows us to 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 lay our feelings out before God, yeah. to express our sorrows and our needs. It allows us, it's, it's an emotional experience, and that is a very blessed thing, and God allows all of that. But one of the things that we do have to remember ties in with yesterday, it's not about us. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's great that God allows that for me, and that helps me grow my relationship with God. But when I focus on that side of it too much, I get out of balance. I actually get disoriented about the reality of things because I start thinking it's all about me and what I feel and what I think and what I want instead of remembering the real issue is God. And the purpose of prayer is not to get God to do what I want. The purpose of prayer is actually to help me grow to do what God wants. And even in that model prayer that Jesus gave as it began, our Father in heaven, your name be hallowed, your kingdom come, your will be done. As in heaven, so also on earth. It's about his will. And what I've learned from that is that if I'm going to allow prayer not just to be my self-expression, but to be self-transformation, or actually God transformation of me, then I need to start thinking through, well, well, why would God respond to this? What, what, 
what is it about this thing I'm asking for is actually anchored in God and, and his promises and his character and his glory and, and walking through that. And that is going to start changing the things that I want. And, and that's what we actually see in this prayer, because this prayer in Psalm 79 is not, as we said yesterday, look at my needs, look at my wants, look at my preferences. This prayer is, God, your glory and your name. Mm-hmm. There in verse 9, where we saw that thing about atonement, help us, O God, of our salvation. Why? For the glory of your name. Mm-hmm. Deliver us and atone for our sins. Why? For your name's sake. When you do this, God, it will make you look good. It will bring glory to you. I'm not just asking this because it'll provide convenience for me and comfort for me. It's the realization that that I know right now you're being denigrated, you're being reviled, you're being mocked. And so for the sake of your name, do something about this. And when and it's work. It's work to try to think through, okay, these things I'm wanting, these things I'm laying before God. Is it because it's connected to God, or is it just my own passions and my own desires? It takes work, but I'm going to tell you that work is worth it. Mm-hmm. Everything worthwhile is hard. Yeah, And I don't think we do any favors by trying to tell everybody praying is just easy. I mean, there's some aspects where it is easy, so let's get started, but it is work, and I think this is one of the great works in prayer that is beneficial. Well, we appreciate you joining us for a text talk today, uh, reading this psalm that certainly uh, does pull at the heartstrings a little bit, but to remind us about God is in control and to frame our prayers as such to always seek his glory. Uh, send us your comments or your questions. Email us, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, and we're hoping you have a great day. Edwin, would you close us out with a word of prayer? Holy God, you are a merciful and gracious God. You're slow to anger. You are abounding in steadfast, loyal love and faithfulness. You forgive iniquity and transgression and sin. You keep steadfast love for thousands, but you will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Father, that is you. That is who you are. That is your character, and that is your nature. And so what we ask is for the mercy, for the compassion and the graciousness and the forgiveness. Father, we ask that not simply because we want salvation, though in complete honesty, that is often forefront in my mind, but because of what it says about you and what it demonstrates to the world about who you are. Show the world, Lord God, who you are, and may we be instruments of that. It's through your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. And I'm going to be reading from Psalm 79, the New King James Version. (laughs) You messed me up on that.
Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You did that. I didn't do anything. Uh, 